calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Dude, we're not doing this. Like, you're not just going to be laying around this house all day. You're going to go do something. I was like, what? What am I supposed to do? Go where people is is doing it. Where people doing it? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. Ah! It's Kevin here from the Kevin and Bean Show. Join me in our... It's Kevin here from the Kevin and Bean Show. Join me in our K-Rock section to support our Los Angeles... It's Kevin here from the Kevin and Bean Show. Join me... Wow, this is something. I want to see some naked dudes. It's why I built this pool. Is that really it? The most provocative story ever filmed. The most unusual story ever filmed. You must see it to believe it. Detective uh, Pikachu. And now... Kevin and Bean... I really don't like your show. Our feature presentation. It's good judgment right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Thursday morning, the 23rd of May. What's up, Camel Toes? Oh. Mm. 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 It doesn't seem complimentary. Um, I don't know. I think there can be an attractive camel toe, can't there? I don't think. I'm not going to go on record saying all camel toes are bad. I mean, I don't know if we want to go into this uh, <laughs> corner, really. I, I mean, we might all want to just sit here. Well, I'm I'm not saying it's the hill I'm dying on. I'm just saying as a general a general point of interest. Can it be the hill you die on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, no uh, enough chit chat, by the way, right? because I'm coming in hot today. I don't mind telling you, I'm mad. And when I'm mad, I think you know I let my representative speak for me. Cut the damn music, please. Cut it off. I am having a very bad day. Oh, no. I am in no mood. No, he's in no mood. This, today, mm-hmm. is one of the worst days that I've had in a long time. Tell it. Tell it. I'm not in the mood to play with anybody. I mean, this is a terrible, terrible day. Thank you. I don't know about the rest of you. I don't know about the rest of you. This is the equivalent of being kidnapped. Right. Stored in a basement. Right. Being tortured. Yes. And then they let you out when you're of no use to anybody. I don't like any of yous. Any of yous. Allie knows why I'm so mad today. Yeah, I don't have any idea. Uh, we got to talk about Emma, Allie. Got to talk about little Emma. Emma. Sure. Oh, Emma. sure. Emma. Of course. Oh, I, we right? should have gotten right to it. If I would have put one and one together, I would have said, yeah. I'm also furious. Yes. Right. Furious. Boy, I, am, I didn't know. I'm mad at that little girl. Oh, <laughs> Emma's the worst. I mean, she, girl. all day I've been Woman. thinking to myself, what? I can't believe what Emma did. Right. Oh, Thank you. Emma. Same. Thank mm. you. Emma, Allie, to, We're refresh, with you. to refresh your memory, was a Shih Tzu. Oh. Now you're mad too, right? Oh, yeah. Here's, here's what happened, Kevin. A lady 
Well, they don't name the owner in the story because they know that, that we'd burn her house down. Uh, a, an owner of a, a Shih Tzu passed away um, and left in her will that she wanted her healthy Shih Tzu cremated at the time of her death. Healthy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wanted her dog to die the same time that she did. Technically a murder-suicide. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So the little Shih Tzu named Emma arrived at the Chesterfield, Virginia County Animal Shelter on March 8th after her owner's death, where she stayed for two weeks. During that time, the shelter was in contact with the executor of the dead woman's estate trying to keep the dog alive. So they would call her and go, look... We can easily find a home. We can easily rehome Emma. She's healthy. She's a great dog. Let us put her with somebody else who wants a dog. Does this seem like a good idea to you? They're saying this people. Insane. <laughs> so the executor of the state says, no, this is what the person wanted. The person wanted the dog put down when he or she died. Bitch. On March, yes, Roddy, you're correct. On March 22nd, the executor of the owner's estate came to the shelter to get the dog. The shelter once again offered to have the dog signed over to be adopted out, but the executor declined. Look, I get that the dead person is crazy and inhumane. Couldn't the executor have said, screw that person's wishes? We're not putting this dog down for a dead person. You would think. Yeah. You would think so, right? Emma was then taken to a local veterinarian. Also, if I'm if I'm that rescue place, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going. You know what? Lost track of Emma. Yeah, can't, I don't, yes, can't yeah. find her. Anywhere. I don't know. She what ran happened. out the back, right? And absolutely, we seen her. Since. Absolutely, you do exactly. I mean, look, and everything, you, and you take a chance that you're going to get sued. For sure, that, right? Yeah. Uh, Emma was taken to a. Here's a, a here's another level of uh, unbelievable badness. Emma was then taken to a local veterinarian. Who, by the way, I'll remind you, is a doctor who pledges who talks to, sense into them. who pledges to do no harm to his or her patients, mm-hmm. who euthanized Emma who was then taken to a pet cremation center in Richmond. Her ashes were placed in an urn and returned to the representative of the women's estate. That is such a bum out. It is unbelievable, the chain of events that led to this. Look, I get, believe me, I'm in no way uh, sticking up for this uh, this horrible owner. All right, I wish this horrible owner had died years ago. <laughs> I wish this was loaded. No, by yeah, by then, no because then the dog would well, have been that's younger. What I'm saying. Let's yeah. separate the two. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand a situation like I have a very old dog, for instance. Okay, and let's Bitch. say, let's say, nope, not oh, yet. Okay. Let's say I was, uh, let's say I was alone, and I had this very old dog who I know has medical problems, who I know has a very specific way that he needs stuff done, and very. Spe- I, I know everything about his medicine and about his food and about what he can and can't do. I can understand going. I don't know that somebody's going to be able to take care of my dog after I'm gone. And I just can't bear the thought of this dog being miserable. But in a million years, you take that chance that somebody's you're going to be able to find somebody that can keep your dog alive. You yeah, know what course. I mean? Yeah. I think if the dog is healthy, in this case especially, Emma, this is unbelievable that this was allowed to happen. Like, maybe it's legal, but doesn't it seem like just a human being along the way, as you said, Jensen, you know, or, or Kevin, would figure out a way to lose this dog? Yeah. Does this mean that if I have a horse that I love and I also have a cow on my property mm-hmm. that I love, when I'm dead, right. I want them with me. Yeah. Legally, you have to then kill those animals and then, you know, put them right next to me. Is your horse at Santa Anita? Because it would be very yeah, easy I, to take I, care yeah. of that. Yeah, Just it would be them. quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, that does make me think for a second. Is It's because the, the pets can't make their own decision. I'm trying know. to figure out what it is because then we under 18 you can't make your own decision right, right but but the, because a pet can't speak 
and and doesn't have knowledge of what's going on, that's why the pet needs a, a human advocate. Yeah, same mm-hmm. way, same as a baby. Sure. Same as a baby, yeah. exactly. Yes. So anyway, sorry to bum everybody out, but it doesn't. Seem no, like, that's a great start to a day. It just well, I was mad. I was mad. You should I be put it out there, and I just I, I can't I can't even believe it's true. And it's, the vet, the vet, by the way, I feel like that ought to be against the law to put down a healthy animal. Yes. I feel like it literally just ought to be in the vet code is you can't put down a healthy animal. Well, they put down healthy animals all the time. In the I know. They bite someone. Well, well in shelters. Yeah, too, yeah, in shelters. But if yep. it, a great dog bites one person, oh, I'm sorry, i got to put your dog down because yep. you couldn't keep your kid's hand away from my adorable dog. Thank you. Oh, so Lots it's a kid's fault. That's yes. what you're saying. Yeah. So He's tasted blood. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Emma. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, you said you were mad at Emma, and I was yeah, like, "What no did sense. Emma do?" And no, that I'm not mad me. at Emma. Yeah. I'm mad. Obviously, you're mad what at Emma, Emma now because Emma's dead. Yeah, it would, I get be, it. It would I mean, be an odd take to be team dog owner here, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. What, don't know what angle you would take. I'm sure Look, there I found are. out some things about Emma. Yeah, yeah I'm not happy about. <laughs> you know what? Emma was actually a little bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Right when she died, the will said, "Please take down my Nazi dog." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I feel better. Thank you, Jen. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Everybody pray. <laughs> that would make me pray. All right. Uh, Bean makes his guess on the show today. Yes, he does. Um, uh, we have the Zero Club election that's coming to an end. Yeah. You nervous, Kevin? Not really. Uh, Yo. I, I just want to say, and you know you know how it works in politics, there's a younger, hotter, more photogenic candidate coming along. Sometimes that doesn't uh, bode well for the you, old uh, incumbent. You talking about Ruben? I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking about Homar. I mean, I, the T-shirts and bumper stickers I've been seeing around town with Homer's face on it. I mean, I feel like he's picking up some momentum. The wow. flags, the flags that people are yes, putting in their, their windows. cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has me a bit worried, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, Jensen has get up on this. Yes, he's going to introduce you to something that you should know about and will love. Um, you kept a body part. Uh, what do you mean? You kept uh, kids' teeth. Oh. I don't know. There's a lot of different ways you can keep body parts, and it all seems creepy to me. Do I know the kids? <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's okay. That does make a difference, by the way. <laughs> Not to every, un, everyone, unfortunately. Um, and we've also got your tickets for the uh, K Rock Weenie Roast Luau and Beach Party. Are we allowed to say the thing? Yeah, Smoke I think weed so. Every day. Yeah, I think it's out there now. Snoop. Mm-hmm. Snoop. Snoop Dogg. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, no, I wanted to make sure people knew. Not, not <laughs> Snoop Elderstein. Not the other I was Snoop. Not high school with him. <laughs> Just some nosy guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and your tickets for Godzilla King of the Monsters and advanced screening of that. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Allie! What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Whoa. Seriously, though, I just want to know yeah, okay. what's happening. All right. Help, help the lady out. Okay. It's painful. Remember last week I told you guys about uh, Daniel Craig having a little little ankle roll mm-hmm. on the set of the new Bond movie, which caused people to think, oh, it's going to be delayed again. Well, it turns out it was it was pretty serious. He has to have surgery. Oh, wow. no. Yeah. He looks like a pussy. Not good. So he was running... Hurt his ankle, 
Apparently, he slipped over a dock and wiped out. So that part was kind of left out. They made it seem like he was running on the beach and yeah. just, oh, oops, no big deal. I think yeah. he's a pussy. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, production is going to continue while Daniel Craig is rehabbing for two weeks post-surgery. And the Twitter announcement also noted that despite the delay, the film's release date of April 2020 is still the same. So, hmm. barring... Are they just going to recast him? Right. For the other half of the movie? Finally, <laughs> Idris Elba's uh, entrance point. And they make no mention of no, it? No, right. That Not would be up. amazing, you guys. Yeah, he... We've talked about it before. He does all his own stunts. He had mm-hmm. knocked out teeth during Casino Royale, sliced a fingertip during Quantum of uh, Solace. 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 Every time. Why? Yeah. I don't know, because you love all of the Bond movies. I'm such a so, huge fan. Yeah. Bond yeah. Head, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and then hurt his knee while shooting Spectre. So... I think maybe when you say the release date for a movie and you know it's Daniel Craig, add a couple months. Just in case. Right? Just a buffer. Just a buffer. Maybe April was adding a couple months. <laughs> maybe. I don't think we need them to do their own stunts. Hot I was just going to say this, though. I think it does pay off in the movie because uh, you see him. I'm telling you. You see him doing that stuff, and mm-hmm. you buy in quick, quicker. They, I think he's super Bondy. Could they do but, it without him? Of course they could, but I just don't think it would be as good. It's the same as Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible movies, where he like you know jumped and broke his leg or whatever that move was. Right? Like I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I see dinosaurs in movies, and I'm like, those look real, like CGI. Man, don't need it. Hmm. You I want mean, the, all stunts to be CGI? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, I really don't care. <laughs> I genuinely, like, wear a wig, dude. I don't know. Be, be have a stunt double. But don't you think they do it because they love it? Yes, that I it's do. It's just think. the adrenaline rush, and it's a way for them to feel vital. Sure, I guess. I mean, yeah. say, you know, Harrison Ford, stop flying. I don't know, well, man. Well, that that just for all of us. Yeah. I mean, for all of us on the ground. Similar feeling. We need that for sure. Get his wig stuck out of here, right? Yeah. So Ice T took to Twitter to explain an incident that occurred at his home on Monday night, involving one of Amazon's delivery drivers. The star said he, quote, almost shot the Amazon courier who was delivering a package to his place because he wasn't wearing a uniform. Here's what he wrote. Message to Amazon. Now that you have regular people making your home deliveries, maybe they should wear a vest with Amazon delivery on it. I almost shot a MF creeping up to my crib last night. Just saying. In response to Ice-T's tweet, Amazon's vice president of operations, Dave Clark, wrote back, just saying, thanks for the suggestion. We MFing love you and our drivers. Lots of innovations coming on this and many that already exist to help you track your package and delivery on a map. Ugh, Listen, Ice-T is not looking at a map going, when's my package going to get here? He sees a rando <laughs> creeping up to his door, Dave Clark. That is a bad response. I uh, was not aware of this new policy at Amazon. Yeah, they have literally, well, I've gotten packages and I look out and it's a random person just in a van. Yeah, same and, dude. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that just come up to your door wearing street clothes. Yeah. Same sh- seem shady. Absolutely. And, and, and then they take a photo of your door. They sure do. <laughs> to show, yeah, to yeah. show if they put the package somewhere and then yeah. I'm always like, I don't like that. Doesn't wow. feel good. Yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre, but maybe. Amazon's vice president of operations, Dave Clark, needs to stay off the Twitter. Oh, no. Right. He's very hip with that response. Well, yeah. Let, let's, very hip. Let's, 
let someone else handle it a little bit. I'm surprised he didn't do the, like the titles thing. Like Ice T, we also have the power. Right. Oh no! In this New Jack City. No. <laughs> what colors would you yeah. like them to be wearing? You yeah. might as well have done oh, all of that. I yeah. can't. Sounds like you almost had a body count. Oh. Okay, that I I would support. Okay, that would be all right. That would be amazing. <laughs> Oh, guys, the late Carrie Fisher and her daughter, Billy Lord, are going to be reunited on screen in the upcoming Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We had heard rumors of this before because um, it was told that we would be seeing unused footage of Carrie from her appearance in The Force Awakens. But DJ, DJ, director J.J. Abrams, he's also, I mean, who isn't a a DJ? DJ Abrams is pretty good. Yeah, he does a great set. You saw him at EDC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Crazy. Um, He confirmed that the two will appear together. And he said um, at first he had written Billy out of those scenes. And Billy's like, I'm going to insist that I'm actually in those. Oh, actors can do that? I think when you're Carrie Fisher's daughter and it's her last appearance on screen, I think you bend a little bit. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. Um, He said, so there are moments when they're talking. There are moments when they're touching. There are moments in this movie where Carrie is there, and I really do feel there is an element of the uncanny spiritual, you know, classic Carrie, that it would have happened this way because somehow it worked, and I never thought it would. I can't wait for this movie, you guys. Oh. But what a what a blessing to be able to be reunited with your mother on screen. What is the attraction of Star Wars? Who can say? True, true, <laughs> sir. Uh, this is the second post death appearance right for Carrie Fisher yeah yeah I think so yeah because just before the last one right is yeah. that correct Wait. yeah what remember she mean? floated in the air and she was like that, that, I'm saying this is the second time Carrie Fisher shown up in a Star Wars movie when she's dead correct like they're using old footage twice I think that's right yeah what's the other movie uh Last Jedi Last Jedi yeah Oh, here come the emails. See, Ellie, even you don't remember The Last Jedi. All right. Let's talk some birthdays. I'm going to look that up, so I'm very confused now. Drew Carey, Jewel, Maxwell, Melissa McBride. That's Carol from The Walking Dead. Is she still there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. 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 She'll be the last person standing on that show. Yeah? I think so. All right. Okay, good. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. The longest running bit in L.A. radio history continues. <laughs> My top five movies about music. Oh. This oh. one, though, is scientific. We, this oh, is okay. actually the top five. We've talked more about this than your guy's 30th anniversary on radio, which I don't think has fully come up. <laughs> it's, but this is science, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay. This, uh, this, these are the best five movies about Music that exists. Mm-hmm. So, so Jensen's list, Ali's right. list, ridiculous, my list, all just ridiculous, okay. stupid. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, my number five is Straight Outta Compton. Everybody Great can movie, agree yeah. on that, right? It's a good movie. I don't right. know. Yeah, you got us on the ground like this for officer for our protection. Hey. Seventy you, four of us. Hey, hey officer, I'm sorry. What is going sir? on? Now? Can you stay right there, please? We're trying to check these bangers, make sure they're clean. All right, I'm sorry. These are not bangers, okay? These um, these are artists. Excuse me, artists? Yeah. What kind of artists? Rappers. And they're working with me in the studio right now. Well, see, rap is not an art. And I'm sorry, who are you? You cannot come down here and harass these guys because they're black. I mean, wrong. That did happen. But mm-hmm. uh, And still happens. I uh, love that. Paul Giamatti rules. Does he ever He was fantastic miss? in yeah. that, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, number four, School of Rock. How does nobody mention that? It's a real good movie. Good movie. School of Rock, Jack Black, substitute I th- teacher. I think the reason nobody mentioned it is because there are hundreds of music movies, and you can't put them all in your top five. Substitute teacher teaches the kid to rock. Come on now. Uh, yeah, it's number four. S- still good, good movie. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe. Fa-da-fa-da, can't you see that I am not afraid? Shaka-ka-ka. Lawrence is good at piano. <laughs> he just makes the whole thing up pretty much. Uh, number three, Mr. Holland's Opus. You guys remember that movie? Yep. Yeah, but it is. A long time ago. Not in my top five. Right, that's what I'm saying. Your top five is bogus. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's my point. See, we all have our own personal top fives. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying this is... He's saying the, this is like end this of the is week. The, this the is the official. Oh. Right. I don't know if it's official. It's, it's a- officially <laughs> yours. Right. Yep. I mean, if you want to say it that way. Yeah. Mr. Holland's Opus, though. You, you Was great. Did you cry? I, I did, actually. Yeah, it's yes. a great movie. I actually did. The uh, well-known, famous, number three, Mr. Holland's Opus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bean, you have uh, our own beer mug interviewing him, right? Uh, Richard Dreyfuss from yeah. the film? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beer mug was very much moved by that movie. I guess uh, I guess uh, you guys have that in common. Right. Now, Richard, uh, before we continue with Coma, I just want to just go off on a little side tangent here. Um, my seventh grade music teacher, mm. speaking of class of 66, was... So gracious that she took us to see Mr. Holland's opus. And I, by the way, you're just gonna have to trust us that he is talking to the driver. <laughs> okay. right. As usual with a mug's interview, you don't hear any of the person being interviewed. <laughs> that honestly, I'm not blowing smoke here, but that changed my outlook on music. See, at such a young age in seventh grade. So I just want to keep. Say kudos for that movie. That was awesome. Which I'm sure he appreciated hearing 30 years still after the nothing. fact. <laughs> still nothing no, from him. Still nothing from him. We're still not even sure. Like, maybe he's lying to us. Right. Richard Dreyfuss isn't even there. And it, ended in that, it ended in that real Chris Farley, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was awesome. Like, uh. <laughs> uh, my number two is Spinal Tap. I think we all agree. All, yeah. all of us had that on us our list. Which technically, yes. if you go by stats, we all that's the only thing I think we all had. Right? Absolutely. We all agree yeah. on, yeah. And number one, nobody mentioned, but Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> Come on, great now. movie. John C. Riley, great movie. You guys remember that? It's great. Yes. How fantastic was that? Tim Meadows was in it. Great. Uh, I just want to make sure that we all understand that yes, Mr. Holland's Walk- Opus was on your list, but almost famous was it? Correct. Yes. Okay, because was the other one we all, the rest of us all had. Okay, but Walk Hard is your you're number one? You're trying to throw shade at me? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm just suggesting. Yes, I'm saying Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. This okay. is a scene where uh, John C. Riley walks into a dressing room and Tim Meadows is smoking weed. Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit forming. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. (laughs) Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. And that's my number one. <laughs> Love it. Come on, right? Dewey Cox. I mean, walk hard the Dewey Cox story. It's a good so, movie. Yeah. I mean, clearly, Mr. Holland's Opus, though, is our number one. We've come to a consensus. I have we? I think we have. Everyone loves Mr. Holland's Opus. Mr. Holland's Opus. Mr. Holland's Opus. No one's joining. <laughs> Shoot. I'm confused. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U-Rock. K-R-O-Q.
calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thursdays about this time means only one thing. Jensen Karp is here. Time to get up on this. Get up, get on up. Guys, it is a world of podcasting, isn't it? Everyone seems to have one. You just go to Whole Foods. All the cashiers have one. Every <laughs> celebrity has one. We had on David Tennant yesterday. Uh-huh. He's got a podcast. He's got one, yeah. Sure. Everyone in the world. So what I feel like, forget up on this, when I bring up a podcast, I feel like I've sort of deciphered who you need to listen to. Mm-hmm. I have went through all of them. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. It does seem like an impossible task to pick the good ones out of all of them. It's impossible. A lot of Wait, noise. you've been through all 750,000 of yes, them, Jensen? I've That's listened, impressive. I have listened to at least two minutes of all of them. I'm not saying <laughs> that I've listened to every minute of it, but okay. I've, I've, I've sampled. Okay. Do you know enough. what I mean? I've done the Costco test. Sure. Okay. I first stumbled on this podcast, and I'm so excited to have them both in here today. I I saw a small clip on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm never missing another one of these episodes. Really? Just based on one clip? Uh, Exactly. I want to introduce you guys to Andrew Michon and Cole Hirsch from Podcast But Outside. Hey, guys. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. Here's what the podcast is. Yes. It's a podcast where they interview people, Mm -hmm. but outside. It's anyone who walks by, they offer a dollar to join the podcast. And you get interviews and strange occurrences. They do it on Ocean Avenue. They'll do it on like Hollywood and Vine, correct? Yeah. yeah. Can I play you just one clip? The one that I heard, I saw on Twitter went, well, I'm fully in. This is a woman who just stops by and they start talking to her. And I was somebody else's wife for a while. Wow. Yeah, well, well you know, that happens if you live long enough. But the second yeah. one worked out. Well, until he died. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, he left me in a good position. He was a nice guy, but he was really weird. And when I think about it, (laughs) he was. He was a dangerous man. What was weird about him? Why was your husband weird? Well, he was an older man. Okay. Okay, that is kind of weird. uh, Well, yeah, and also he'd been my teacher a long time ago, but it had nothing to do with that. With the relationship. Okay. Nah, and uh, it turned out he had a double life. Wow. What? what? What was the second life? He was a crack addict. What? Wait, how do you hide <laughs> that? Hold on, how do you hide? I don't He was a nice old Jewish guy and very, uh, I'm a nice old Jewish lady. Oh, wow. Yeah, we can be nice. But he was very well respected and, and uh, had a really good career. He was a science guy on TV for a while. And wow. This is what happens. Did he die from crack? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Fascinating, huh? See, I'm and walking down what? the road. No, 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 just no. a lifestyle. Yeah, he, yeah. he. Uh, oh, it was horrible. He got COPD. If you know what that is. I, well, no, I don't. Chronic uh, obstruction pulmonary disease. Oh my gosh! I am so sorry. I'm yeah, sorry so his lungs that. rotted out. Uh, yeah, I was sorry too. So it he was smoking easy. crack. You, this is what he did. You yeah. didn't know until he died. No, I knew, but he said he would hang out with these people and he'd say, um, oh, I just took this one to rehab and I just did that, this and that. And then, you know, so I. So he was playing nurse when he was secretly. This is what he did. Wow. wow. This is what he did. And now he died. Wow. How did he get addicted to crack? 
he started smoking it. <laughs> I know, but I just, I'm just trying to... Wait, how does it work? Uh, and so that At was, what point does she tell... Did one of you say, you killed him, right? <laughs> so tell everyone about what it is. Like, I gave a clip, but explain so, the podcast. Podcast, but outside, we sit on the street with a fold, we a fold-out table and some fold-up chairs, and mm-hmm. we have a sign on the front of our table that says, "Hi, be a guest on our podcast, and we'll pay you one dollar." And there's a smiley face at the end of the sign to let them know that we're actually pretty nice people. What's the normal reaction to people walking by? No, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yeah. we get like. I'd say we have a five to ten percent success rate as far as really? asking people. Mm-hmm. So five to ten percent. I mean, but, yeah. but if you're in a heavy traffic area, yeah, exactly. exactly. What are you out there for two n- weeks? We just have to get <laughs> one person to stop. It does feel that way at times. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, a big aspect to the show as well is it's not only audio recorded; they film all of the uh, podcasts. Oh, as that's well. fantastic! Now, mm-hmm. so I get to see the woman that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I have a total picture in my head. <laughs> yeah. Her name's yeah. Marilyn. That was in Marilyn. Glendale. Her name is okay. Marilyn. Explain I, I hope to be her third husband. <laughs> can, we, can we say one thing about Marilyn before we move sure, on, please. actually? Mm-hmm. So we interviewed her for, I don't know, five to seven minutes or something, and she mentioned Kevin and Bean. Uh, that's she, just not I'm true. I'm serious. No, you, true. Should, you can watch it, the whole it's episode. It's in the episode, episode two. She, she's that. like, oh, do you guys know Kevin and Bean? And we're like, oh, yeah, we're familiar. And she just said that she really likes them. So we're actually, right now, yeah. we are doing a petition to Marilyn, if she's listening, yeah. to come today, later today at 3 p.m. We're, and we're, meet us in the same location. We're going to do another episode. Oh, yeah. I hope mm-hmm. she's so, listening. And we're Me hoping too, to yeah. get her to come what out. What if she's a podcaster and listens three days later? How willing are you just to hang out I have a feeling she's not a podcaster. <laughs> so wait, tell people. Are you going to have the police waiting for her? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is a setup. Uh, tell people how you legally get away with filming it. So we have a uh, we have a camera guy, which is just a friend with an iPhone. But uh, in order to get like around the filming permits, we say that uh, if a if a cop were to approach us, our alibi is that. He's not with us. We don't know that guy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We don't know him. He's just decided to film us. We're just recording audio, mm-hmm. uh, which is a loop. It's worked. I like actually, it. it is uh, the, I like uh, it. The hardest I've laughed at a podcast is that they <laughs> made that up in episode one. Like, we'll just say, don't say anything. In this last episode, it worked. Yeah. The guy goes, okay, and walks away. <laughs> meanwhile, our cameraman is sitting in a plastic chair identical to the plastic chairs that we have. Really? Directly across from he us. Looks just, he looks like one of our friends. It's like, could not be more obvious what's happening. How uh, many episodes have you boys done of the podcast? Eight. Uh, yeah, eight. We just released episode eight yesterday. They come out every Wednesday. And where did the idea come from? What makes you think of it? Um, I had I had the idea for a long time. Uh, that I I pitched to different companies that I was at at the time, and all of them said it was not a good idea (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to record audio on a street. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I... I didn't, That's all I, you needed to hear to know you had to go with it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So. And then he had told me the idea, and we had worked together on some stuff in the past. And then we kind of had talked about like different ways to make it work and blah blah blah. And at a certain point, I was just like, "Let's just go and do it." So we just, just bought a sit table, down, see what we can do. Yeah, we just yeah. bought a table at Costco, went to downtown, like right in front of Grand Central Market, and just started recording the audio. And then after that episode, we only recorded audio, and we felt a video component would really help, mm-hmm. kind of just set the story a little bit. So the video of, guy that's not with you is with you. Yeah, he's video. with us. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right. So we, ne- we never ended up releasing that first episode. It was just kind right. of a test just to see if we could even have the guts to, to do it, really. Mm-hmm. What's the reaction been like? It's been very positive. Um, 
especially on i mean youtube has been i think we've been getting most traction so far uh and you that, edit it really well too and add you add things yeah in we like, add little jokes, yeah. so little like jokes if in. someone references a movie we'll do like a photo of like a different movie i don't know we're kind of like <laughs> they, we kind of <laughs> take stuff wrong yeah, 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 they yeah, produce yeah. it they yeah, produce yeah, it's it produced. i like it yeah. yeah and also they're having like repeat people come by now like like uh yin really yeah, yeah. Yin. yin who's an amazing uh, foreign exchange student who they met on one of the episodes he came back but it's this small exchange i took a small clip from it of them and yin is adorable Speak into the microphone. Hi, what's your name? My name is Ian. Ian, okay. Yeah. I'm Andrew. This is Cole. How's your dating life going down here? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just kidding. I well, yeah, I am in a relationship. So. You're in a relationship? Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. your partner like? Uh, he's a dude. And what's he like? Cool. Uh, go to community college. It's two hours away. Two hours away? Yeah. Uh, how did you guys meet? Uh, Tinder. Oh, Tinder. cool, yeah. cool. How do you guys get along? You guys get along well? Pretty good. Yeah. Do you have a lot in common? Yeah. Like I what mean, kind of stuff? Gay stuff. Gay <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, it, it's such a great small piece of inner, like interchange, like of exchange of thoughts and conversation, and you yeah. don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And Yin, you know, he's from China, and he was in America for like eight years, and then. I think like a week after we recorded that episode, he went back to China. Is that right? And we had a long he's conversation about being gay in America versus being gay in China. None of his family know that he's gay. Mm -hmm. he, not, not even his siblings. And he said he would he can't come out to them. They're just such an yeah, old that's world. Gonna be rough. Yeah, it was yeah. just really interesting to have this, this conversation with a guy who you know was otherwise just walking down the street. I mean, the truth is, everybody has a story. Yeah, it's and true. There, there are people who who want to tell it. No one asks. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I bet they're happy to see you. And I also think it's kind of self-selective in a way in terms of the people who end up sitting down because we get so many people saying no. The people who end up sitting down more often than not are very interesting and charismatic yeah, and kind of have something stuff to say. Have exactly. Because yeah. we're not just forcing everyone. You know, it's not like you just are all of a sudden there. It's kind of like, oh, I'm interested in doing this, and then right. you sit down. Uh, all right, get the get plugs it. again. Yeah, yeah, get the plugs again. You can get a, a podcast, but outside anywhere you get podcasts. Yes. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, though, because you want to see. It. Podcast, but outside the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to find just by Googling. And thank you guys for coming in. It is a great podcast. I could not suggest people listen to it and watch it more. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for having us. Uh, this and, is a pleasure. And that is my get up on this. Get up, get on 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 up on this. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. All right, um, we've done a couple of stories recently where a woman's uh, wedding ring, is that what it was? A woman's wedding ring with somebody's hair? Yes. Right? Yes. But we just, I mean, we've just been talking a lot about body parts. Which is lately. odd. <laughs> yeah. It is odd because there seem to be two or three stories sort of all clumped in the last week or so that, mm -hmm. are, that are like, okay, this one was worse than that one. Yeah. And then we started talking about keeping body parts after, mm -hmm. after they get taken off of your body. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, they won't let you do it. Well, that's what I thought, too. Same. I, I thought you were not allowed. I thought that there was some sort of a law, some sort of policy in hospitals that you had to dispose of. What do they call it? Dangerous waste? Medical or? waste. Medical, Medical waste. waste. Yeah, they, yeah. Have, they had its own trash can. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you, like they you do, have, yeah. Yeah, you have to yeah. put that stuff somewhere uh, uh, separate. But uh, Dave sent us an article about uh, uh, from Slate uh, Online that says that hospitals may forbid giving back removed body parts, but that there's nothing in the Joint Commission on Accreditation of Healthcare Organizations that regulates the wanting to take home a piece of your body. So sometimes they'll just say, no, it's illegal just because they don't want the hassle of it or they don't, they're creeped out or whatever the reason is. But in reality, you can take a body part home. 
Beach very happy. I'm very ha- I'm, I'm happy now, but it's a little late for my gallbladder, which I did ask for at the time I had it removed. And they said no, and they and, said it's a hospital policy. Yes, they said no. You can't take your gallbladder home. And I, I will was like, say, if you I wanted it in a jar, or imagine if you had it bronzed. <laughs> Bean, a bronzed, like you could have bronzed it and like put it up on the wall. It would have been like beautiful, it. yeah. And uh, Jensen, this came up the other day when we were talking about uh, what people save from birth, right? That's right. We've been talking about it, my wife and I, my wife and I have been talking about in biblical cord and things like that, like what we want to keep and what we don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Placenta. That's well, another that did come up. Make. I didn't know how early I wanted to speak about placenta. But, <laughs> but basically, you know, people have it sent in and then turned into like a drink mm-hmm. and things like that that they put into their diet. It's pretty serious. Would, have you guys, uh, well, we should start in this room before we uh, take some yes, calls at 1-800-520-1067. Have you guys ever saved any body parts, anything that has come out of or off of your body that you have saved? I'm scared to ask Allie after our recent <laughs> conversations this week as to what she <laughs> memorializes from like her body. I think, like, I think a lot of people, not a lot, I think they're, it's not unusual to meet people who save baby teeth, right? Yeah, my mom mm-hmm. has my baby teeth. Really? Yeah, she has them in a little jar. That's uh... You guys think that's the weirdest part of my mom? No. Well, we don't know your mom that well. Well, that you'll learn more and more as time goes on. That's okay. very on brand. Okay. Yeah. All right. What does she do with them? Nothing. Nothing. When we were going Is it through... just in a memory box? Yeah. When she was moving, when we were moving, we were going through stuff, and she goes, here's your baby teeth. And I went, <laughs> and I just slowly walked out the door. Just backed up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was shocked to hear she kept them, but it makes total sense. But I wonder what the purpose of that is, because it's not like you, it's not like if you're trying to remember how cute your baby was, the teeth don't give you that. No. You know what I mean? You save a photo for something like that. Like, I don't see what the advantages of having the actual teeth. Uh, I don't either. I know some people who keep, like, when they grow their hair out very long in a braid. Um, growing up, I remember some people would keep the hair braid when they cut it off. Like a rat mm-hmm. tail? No, like a female. Like, it's long, you know what I mean? And then they right. they cut their hair and they keep sm- that, that piece. Okay, so this isn't a parent. This is them keeping yes. it themselves. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Huh. Um, if, you lost, uh, if you lost a body part, Kevin, if you uh, lost a finger or lost a, a, a foot or something like that, would you have any interest in taking it home with you? Not 1%. Mm-mm. No, I, I don't know what I would do with it. It'd be a, it'd be a great uh, party starter. <laughs> would it be? <laughs> yes. Hey, listen, uh, I can't help but notice there's a foot on the yeah. wall. Yeah. Yes. And you're you're limping. Um, <laughs> that get the party uh, started. Those go together. <laughs> is, that, is that yours? Is a good question to ask. <laughs> I don't believe that's a party starter. Uh, what other kinds of body parts might people save that you guys have heard about? Because I'm curious to know what we're going to get here. What else? I mean, or, I would think organs oh, organs would be one. Yes, that, that people would want. I would assume because of the creepy factor that there's fingernails slash toenails. Yes, for people sure. definitely have read stories about that before. Yeah, people who keep fingernails and toenails. We had a guest on here. Um, I feel like he was the guy that did Elevator, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> and if it he wasn't, was. I apologize. But said he had jars upon jars of fingernail clippings. Yeah, that he kept. That's gross. That's gross. It's not. Bean, yeah. You would. You asked um, for yours. I did ask for my gallbladder, yes. Mm-hmm. And I would And I would want anything they could cut off of me. Why? Absolutely, I would. What, what would you? Because um, you're not using it for a party starter. You don't have parties. Right. That's actually a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure why. I guess I guess what it is, you feel like, why throw it away? Because you know I mean? it's it's waste at that point. I mean, I can't argue that you're wrong. Okay. I like the idea that someone would have a house like a, like a hunter, where they have all the heads up on the wall. You know what I mean? Of everything mm-hmm. they've gunned down, right? Like, but of all your body parts that you've had removed, 
just in sort of your den. How many do you picture? Body well, I'm parts thinking of a very, very sick person. Okay, <laughs> someone barely surviving. Well, I'm down. I'm down two uh, two organs already. Obviously, I'm down a kidney and I'm down a gallbladder. If I could just if I could just get my appendix out and get my spleen out, I'd have the start of a collection. Did you have I'm your saying. tonsils removed? I did not. I still have them. Oh well, you could get them removed just for this room we're making. Yes, that's yeah. a great idea. <laughs> not a problem. Jensen is redecorating for me. All right, let's uh, take a couple of calls. 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we start with Pam in Granada Hills, please. Line three. She is first up on our cavalcade of oddities. Uh, Pam, what'd you save? Um, my best friend's wisdom teeth in high school, and then I made a necklace out of them and wore it to the 10-year reunion. <laughs> that, by no. the way, the commitment to the bit is what I'm most wow. impressed with. 10 years later. So you did this to be funny, to shock... Why? No, well, I kept my wisdom teeth too, and and I told her when I when she brought them to me that that I would make jewelry out of them, and then I did for the ten year. I also kept my my daughter's belly button, <gasps> so it's like it's the umbilical cord. It actually has three veins kind of intertwined. It's really and it's really beautiful. Actually, I didn't uh, make jewelry out of that. Though. Define okay. beautiful. <laughs> and what do you do with it? It's in her box of baby, like, pictures and booty things that you keep. You know, every mom has a box of... Like a memories box, yeah. 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 Okay. Hmm. Does it deteriorate at all, or is it still in pretty good shape? Yeah, no, it it turned, I don't know how to... It got hard. It's not it's not rotting in a bag or anything like that. Okay. (laughs) And how how much would you be willing to part with it for? (laughs) Are you on the market, well, Bean? Per- this is what we're doing. Bean's buying money. I'm looking for some things for my collection. All right. There truly is a, a thin line between Pam and Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Very thin. I didn't eat any of it. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Sure, Pam. Thank, thank you for the call. 1-800-520-1067. You saved a body part. We want to talk to you next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I just want to point out that the first person we talked to made a necklace out of her best friend's teeth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. then the the long con, bringing it to the 10-year reunion. Right. Right. Very uh, strange. That's a commitment, though, that I, I do envy. Mm-hmm. That right. bit. Right. Yeah, it's like she bit. held on to it for 10 years just for the reunion. Yeah. yeah. Dear uh, Kevin and Bean, Liliana writes in, I had to have a piece of my kneecap removed, and I asked the doctor if I could keep it, but he said, no, it's not sanitary, plus he had to send it to pathology. I had to settle for just a picture. So poor Liliana. Oh, man. That must have been rough. Without, without that piece of her kneecap. That's for show and tell. All right, let's get right back to your calls. Let's talk to John Sandimas. He's up first, line four, please. All right, good morning, John. Hey, good morning, Kevin and Bean. What's up? How are we doing? We are good. What did you keep? Kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. And I don't know if uh, the whole audience or you guys even know what they are. Okay. But skin tags? Uh, oh, sure. I've had those removed. Know them well, yeah. I don't know what yeah. skin... What they're just little, they're small tags. little growths on your skin. You know, uh, maybe you don't have them, but they're just like... They'll pop Arm up pit. and like, what is this? It's like, a, it's like a small tag that they just remove. It, a beauty mark without the color. Okay. You know what I mean? A mole without the color. Why, why do you keep them? Well, it, okay, so to, how to remove them is you take like a fishing wire or a string. You tie it around it really, really tight. 
Then, uh, you, tie, the then you tie the other end no, to no, the no. bumper of a truck. Uh, I, I, the, way to, the way to remove them is uh, to go to a dermatologist and they freeze them off. I do, I do want to address the audience listening that he is not a doctor. I mean, and I do not suggest fishing wire. <laughs> no, you do. You do. No, you don't, you don't John. Truck, you don't tie it to a door. You don't slam a door or anything like that. You just leave it on there and it falls off by itself. Why do you keep right? it? After like two or three days. Why do you blood keep, goes to the right. Why do you huh? keep it? What do you do with it? Well, okay. Well, they're all different sizes, so it's kind of interesting. How many skin tags do you have? Have you filled up a jar? They get bigger. They get bigger, and then there's blood, so they're purple and red. Oh, like, oh, wow, that's oh, really God. You're selling it. John, I mean, you're making me want to do it. John, can I interest you in seeing a dermatologist and finding out why you have so many? Selling my ex-girlfriend, so... I used to keep the okay. All right. Your ex girlfriend was 100% right there. <laughs> yes. You should not have dismissed her so quickly. <laughs> He's like, but look at the jar. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done Same. with John, but yeah. I appreciate your call and thank you so Lord. much. Let's try, uh, let's try Deuce in Oceanside. I don't think we saw this one coming. Line seven, Deuce. What's, what's the deal here, dude? Morning, guys. Morning. Uh, so, way back in the day, I stretched my ears out and I had them down to inch and a, inch and three quarter plugs. Oh, wow! And then I got a suit job, so you know I had to cover up the tattoos and right. take out all the piercings. Mm-hmm. So I had the ears sewn up, and when they sew them up, they actually cut around, so it looks like a little octopus sucker. That's and, rad. Uh, got... <laughs> yeah, I'm... And then I, I, I got both of them, and I kept one in a jar filled with formaldehyde and put it on my desk as a reminder of, you know, my kind of I used to be a rebel, man. <laughs> now I'm at a desk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> your cool days, right? And then uh, tied the other one around a lanyard and hang it off the uh, rearview mirror in my truck. Okay. Oh, my. We have insane <laughs> listeners. I, mean, I, I love it, but this is terrifying. This is so much better than we thought. Better slash worse than we yeah, thought. I'm never doing a meet and greet again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Deuce, keep doing what you're doing. The Thank you so jar. much. Uh, okay, he's I'm still so, talking. I, okay, we're okay, He can't hear us. He doesn't have earlobes. <laughs> Let's go to Emily, line eight. She's in Covina. Apparently, she had an unsuccessful attempt to save a body part, but let's give her some credit for trying. What's going on, Emily? Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, So when I was 14 years old, I had an eight-pound ovarian cyst removed. Oh, eight pound. (laughs) um, Listen to how joyful she is. uh, It's it's one of my, like, favorite stories. Um. So I asked to keep it, and the doctor said no because I had to have it biopsied and everything. Uh, but I made them take pictures, and apparently when they, like, cut me open, it just popped out because it was so big. So um, I made copies, and I passed them out to all of my friends as birth announcements. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I was a teenager. Like, I, was, I thought it was funny. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so I have, you know, these pictures of this massive cyst, and they also took out, like, my appendix and, like, half my reproductive system. So Do you have uh, all that? I'm successfully keeping it. I know they didn't okay. let me keep any of it. Sons of bitches. Oh. Oh. I know. I know. <laughs> 
you could have you could have had a house of horrors, and now look, you got nothing. <laughs> Emily had a cyst that's the size of what they predict my baby's going to be. <laughs> Eight wow. pounds. It's unreal. Emily, you sound like a lot of fun. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it so much. All right. Let's say hi to Jessica. She's on line four, and she joins us from Los Angeles. It's just getting weirder, you guys. Hey, Jessica. How can it get weirder? Well, let's see what Jessica has to say. (laughs) Hi, Jessica. Hi. um, So my mother-in-law kept my husband's foreskin in his baby book. Good night, everybody. Okay, wait. No. All right, hold on. So they circumcised your husband when he was a baby, and his mother kept it. Yeah, I was going through the baby book, and I was like, oh, is that his umbilical cord? She's like, no, that's his foreskin. I mean, is it it weirder than an umbilical cord, really, if you think about it? Yes, Um, yes, I thought about it. It is. Yeah, I thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jessica agrees. Okay, weird, too. So your your mother-in-law kept a piece of your husband's penis. Yeah. And did you ever have a conversation with her about that? Were you cool with it? No, I would never bring that up again. <laughs> yes, again. okay. okay. Would, did you bring it up once and it went poorly? It, it would have been a crazy yeah, like, wedding okay. ring, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That was enough. <laughs> that was enough, yeah. I think so, huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jessica. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. First, Allie's got What's Happening on a Thursday. Well, here's, here's the thing. Uh oh. Uh, I've been a hockey fan since birth. Yes. My my parents uh, from Boston moved out to L.A. before I was even born. They bought season tickets to the Kings games. I love hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Kevin loves hockey. Okay. Chip loves hockey. Mm-hmm. Chip is hockey. So to see that maybe the Stanley Cup is tearing apart two of my favorite people. It upsets me, and I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna work this out. But um, Jim and Pam from the office are fighting. You guys, oh, no. Yes, this is upsetting. John, I didn't see this coming. Uh, I got to be honest. John no. Krasinski, he's from Massachusetts, huge Bruins fan. Then flip side, Jenna Fisher, raised in St. Louis huge St. Louis Blues fan to the point that the St. Louis Blues was using videos of her pumping up the team in her jersey. (laughs) These are diehard hockey fans. And now they're meeting each other in the Stanley Cup. And nobody had really thought about this until a fan tweeted out photos of the pair of them in opposing jerseys on Tuesday, to which Jenna Fisher saw it, quote tweeted it and just wrote, oh boy. (laughs) John Krasinski saw it, responded, uh-oh. <laughs> Jim and Pam, you guys, they are fighting about the Stanley Cup. And you may say, oh, well, how does Steve Carell come down on all of this? Thank you for asking. He, too, is from Massachusetts. He has oh, been seen man. at Bruins games with John Krasinski. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Will they make it past this? You're afraid that the office I, might be canceled? That a fictional <laughs> TV couple that no might, longer exists that on no television. Longer exists, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, might might split up. I, I'd upsetting. hate to see that. It would be Wouldn't funny. You? I would like for you to be like the Netflix show, The Office, that is still going on. Like you think it's never think aired it's just, on normal yeah. TV. Yeah. If you, it's on right now. Yeah. If you I, if, if you it's look not for it. taping, why is it on Netflix? <laughs> oh, I love that though. I love that they're both huge hockey fans. So I hope and that they go to some games thing. together. Mm-hmm. I hope so, too. <gasps> right? That'd be pretty strong. That would be the best, you guys. 
I dig it. Uh, by the way, um, when I saw her in her jersey, I Googled Jenna Fisher because I was like, I had no idea she was from St. Louis. She uh, moved there when she was younger and was raised there. But here's uh, the part that made me go, wait, what? Were you aware that Jenna Fisher was married to James Gunn for yeah. eight years? Yeah. I no. know that one. Did you know? No. I don't think I recalled that at yeah. all. Wow. Uh, at all. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. All right. Well, there's your uh, Jenna Fisher update from 2008 when they divorced. Yeah. Before she was famous, I think, is when they married, right? Before the office or no? Oh, no. It was during it was, office? Yeah. Yeah. Heyday. Yeah. Yeah. Chip, are you dealing with this on your on your podcast? Maybe. Okay. All right. Hockey talk. I think she has a podcast called uh, Totally Offside. All it's, hockey talk. It's, it's all great. hockey talk, yeah. I think uh, John Hamm is a famous uh, St. Louis uh, actor as well. Okay, sure. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, remember when you cursed on the air for the first time because you were talking about John Hamm? I, I effing do. Yeah, it was the it most happen. bizarre thing ever. It was just Bean and I that day, and we had somebody on talking about whatever documentary it was, and somehow John Hamm came up, and uh, I'm just stalling right now because we're looking for it, and um, Bean cursed for what, the first time ever? Yeah, I'm looking for it too and not finding it. Oh, sounds like someone watched it. Someone got rid oh, of it. Yeah. It doesn't. Bean exist. had a cleaner come in. Oh, okay. Chip's oh, got it. Chip's it? got okay. it. Uh-huh. And now a moment with Bean. You, you got John Hamm back as your uh, narrator again this year. He's pretty dreamy, right? <laughs> oh, you're the worst. <laughs> I mean, I'm let's be uh, let's be honest, Keith. Let's just be men here. I mean, he is. Amazing, and amazing, right? Did you just cuss, Bean? I did. I've never done that John before. Am just made you cuss. <laughs> that was a moment with Bean. Locker room talk, right? Unbelievable. You have to do better. Sorry, John. It changed my life that day. So, uh, a little more sports talk for you. Uh, Tuesday, the Toronto Raptors managed to stay alive in Game 4 of the NBA Playoffs Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. And, quote, Team Ambassador Drake was, as always, there uh, to cheer for his hometown team. Just sitting there courtside. Are you aware of what the team did just to show their appreciation to Drake for his support? Uh, no. Mm-mm. They gave him a pretty unusual and expensive gift. A player? A player. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Take him. He's not working out for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, they gave him a custom diamond-encrusted jacket. The price tag? $769,000. What? Wow. I mean, this is showing their appreciation and while pretty much the rest of the NBA and the Milwaukee Bucks over and over <laughs> are telling no like are coming out and saying yeah. they think his his behavior is inappropriate yeah. and disturbs the game. Oh. Wasn't wasn't he like getting players faces yeah. and he was massaging the coach Coaches, during the game? Yeah, during oh. the game. He massaging he, his shoulders. He's yeah. technically walking up and down the sidelines. Is he losing point. it? No, I think he thinks it's he helping thinks the team. Or he thinks he's part of the organization. Yeah, he's he always he's always thought he is part of uh, the Toronto Raptors. I mean, they have a Drake night every year. I mean, he is he is the biggest celebrity. He's the new Spike Lee. Okay. And I think he sort of is yelling at player. I mean, he's up in Giannis's face and it's been working. Uh-huh. So, who knows? Well, the- they would not let any other no. fan get up at a player's face no, he'd be during a out. game. He'd, he'd be, be kicked, kicked out. out of the yeah. arena. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like- touching the coach, guys. Yeah, that's crazy. Massaging the coach. I mean, that's kind of nice, though. That is. Yeah, the time out. Yeah. yeah. It's probably pretty tense. Yeah. But, I mean, a 769000 diamond-encrusted jacket. I feel like they're like, hey... 
Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And here's a coat to do it in. Well, especially because the Milwaukee Bucks coach put out a statement yesterday. The team put out a statement. Giannis's uh, company, the company he owns, put out a statement. Everyone's trying to get him to stop and saying he should be kicked out of the arena. So this is obviously the response. Your response to that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good times. Who knew? Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. He's still got it. Thank you, Alex Trebek. Uh, Guy Fieri, you guys quite literally cemented his place in the spotlight. I stand a legend. uh, What? I stand a legend. I saw this story yesterday, Uh Allie, and I moved up my uh, flight to England two weeks. (laughs) I just... Diners, drive-ins, and dives host was honored yesterday with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Guy Fieri? And who, who do you think spoke at the ceremony? Well, sure. Actor Matthew McConaughey. What? You're making this up. No. He's just mad okay. Long-time okay. friend. And here's the thing. Um, he's only the third chef ever to receive a star. Can uh, we Bobby guess Flay oh, all right. is one. Wolfgang I'd like Puck. you to Wolfgang guess Puck. the other Puck. one. Wolfgang yeah, Puck. I, I, yeah. Here's the thing. And I will say this about Guy Fieri. I had to film a TV show with Guy Fieri. Mm-hmm. There is nobody nicer. Yeah, a whole show nobody, or an interview? Uh, no, a TV show. A I whole was, show. Yeah, okay. I was on a Food Network show. It's a, a Google it. It was great. Okay. Um, <laughs> Nobody kinder, nobody nicer, and truly behind the scenes, what he does for his communities and other communities that need help, he does so much charitable work. The guy is a dreamboat of a human. Well, don't say, yeah, I was going to say, maybe maybe, maybe, he's not a dreamboat. (laughs) I mean, some people like flames and and spiked hair. He is a delight. That's good to hear. I love him. I'm such a fan. Absolutely. He's like the human equivalent of like Oakley wraparound sunglasses. He definitely is. He <laughs> definitely is. He's a good, good man. And I had done a couple live shots with him as well at barbecue places. Mm-hmm. And he he couldn't be kinder. He's just a good, That's good, a to hear. good man. That's high praise. Yeah, pretty much. Some birthdays for you guys. Carol from The Walking Dead. Melissa McBride. Love. Right? Just shooting people while they're just looking at flowers. <laughs> Singers, Jewel and Max. Well, and actor, comedian, TV host of The Price is Right, former Whose Line Is It Anyway, Drew Carey. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, uh, Beer Mug is in the studio. Mm-hmm. He's uh, He's I been invited. to know if I should turn up his mug. Mugs has been invited. Okay. Yeah, he's allowed to be here. Hey, Mugs, <laughs> how you doing, man? Thank you for inviting me, Bean, Allie, mm-hmm. Kevin. <laughs> it's uh, it's my pleasure. We always enjoy it because you're so terrible at this game. It's time for Bean Makes This Guess. Yeah. Bean Makes This Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Bean Makes This Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. <laughs> Just want to tell you. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for me makes this guess. Yes. This was a uh, big week in television history as HBO said goodbye to its most popular show ever, Game of Thrones. In fact, the the finale uh, with 19 million viewers that night puts it in the top 20 of all-time series finales in television history. Came in at number 17 with its 19 million viewers. I thought it might be fun, since we're thinking of series finales, to try to come up with the others on the list of the most watched series finales of all time. Everybody got it? Yep. Got it. All right. So there are a couple from the 70s, some from the 80s, most from the 90s, and a few in the 2000s. So it spreads over the decades. One of the most watched television series finales of all time. Kevin, as usual, you get to go first on this edition of Bean Makes Us Guess. Knock, knock, live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> what? Wow. You're talking about the Ryan Seacrest live yes, show. Where he knock on a door. Right. And then there like twice. And you think the second one was the second the, one was huge. The most Numbers. watched series mm-hmm. from the, You know, it may be just outside oh. the top twenty, but it did not make the top twenty. I'm sorry. That is not a winning guess. Okay. Beer Bug, you're up next. I'll be there for you. Friends. Number four, mm. 2004's Friends series finale. 53 million viewers, which Whoa. was big, big numbers back then. You are on the board, Miss Ellen McKay. Uh, that number pales in comparison to the number one show. Wow, big sell. Okay. Yeah, that I have seen no episodes of, but that show is MASH. Doubled mm. the Friends 53 million. Oh. Exactly 106 million people tuned in to watch the series finale of MASH in 1983. 1983, that number. Yeah. Why um, Why have you never seen an episode of MASH, one of the all-time great television shows? Uh, I just wasn't into war when I was a toddler. <laughs> right, but it's never left... Is that left... the only time you watch TV? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's never left reruns, you know. And the show was on for eight years longer than the actual... Korean War that it portrayed. Wow. Uh, yes, number one, absolutely. 106, point, uh, 106 million viewers. Kevin, you're up next. Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Again, uh, it might be just outside the top 20. You've but got to start like doing these correctly, Kevin. People get really upset. <laughs> Quick story. I just said, tomorrow we're going to do uh, Kevin Annoys You, and somebody thought that meant, hey, what does Kevin do that annoys you? And a listener wrote, what an- really annoys me is he doesn't take Pete makes his guest seriously. Guy, and he was being honest, like he was being real. You think this is a joke, Kevin? Yes, I do. He was so upset I didn't take this seriously. I love that dude. All right, Muggs, uh, see if you can get another point on the board. Gotta go with Lost. Uh, Lost is number 19. So I'm sorry to say it was 2010's Lost series finale with 14 million viewers. That was a good guess, though, but not in the top 10. You do not get a point. Allie, you're up. Uh, Just this month, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory came in at number 18 on this one. With 18 million viewers. Wow. Less than Game of Thrones, by the way. Wow. That shows you again, HBO being in limited households, how unbelievable that number is. All right, we'll go around one more time. Kevin, you're up next. Andy Richter controls the universe. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good choice, but no, I'm sorry. Come on. What's the score right now, Allie? Uh, Muggs and I both have one. Okay. Because Kevin doesn't take this serious. Oh, it's tense. All right, Muggs, what can you do? I think I've gone with all NBC shows, so I'm going to go with another one. ER. ER is nowhere to be found what? on this list. I'm sorry, but there are several. I don't think that's over yet. It's, I think s- they're still Wait, changing are they cast. Still doing? Still that's going. crazy now. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> there are, uh, in the, it, um, I won't give any more clues to uh, to favor Ali, but what's your final guess? Uh, it's between Seinfeld and Newhart. Okay. Are either on there? <laughs> and if w- so, which one? You don't one? get two picks. <laughs> I wish it worked like that, but you can pick. I'll go Seinfeld. Seinfeld is number three oh, on nice. the list. 1998, 76 million viewers. Whoa. Uh, some of the ones uh, in the top 20, by the way, that you might have thought of are um, The Sopranos, mm-hmm. uh, Golden Girls, Oh, Dallas. Surprisingly, Full House, by the way, was number 15. Full House. Wow. 
Uh, and MacGyver was number 16. Would you have ever imagined in a million no. uh-uh. years MacGyver from 1992 had $22 million viewers? I'm still stuck on Golden Girls. Like we, You said we should have come up with that one. Well, we, everybody knows how, how beloved the Golden Girls okay. are. Here, here's your top 10, though. Right. From 2004, 34 million viewers was Frasier. Mm. Number nine. Home Improvement from 1999. <laughs> not possible. Had 36 million viewers, by the way, for Home Improvement. Number eight, Family Ties from 1989. Oh. Number seven, All in the Family from 1979. Oh. Number six, The Cosby Show from 1992. Mm. Had 44 million viewers. How many of those would like to take that back? <laughs> Pretty much all. Here's the biggest surprise in the top ten in terms of series finales. Magnum P.I. from 1988 oh. had 51 million viewers. No way. 51 million. Almost all of these shows were on at a time when you didn't have a lot of choices. A lot of options. Of course. There weren't a lot of cables. There's not a lot of satellite. There weren't a lot of streaming services. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense the numbers are bigger. Uh, Beer Bug, you had Friends at number four. Ali, you had Seinfeld at number three. The number two no one came up with was Cheers from 1992. That had... I know! How do I not get that? (laughs) That had 80 million viewers and then MASH at number one. So this has been Ali's the winner. Bean makes us guess. Bean makes us guess, yeah! The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Look, I, uh... I don't want to pout or anything. (laughs) I'm not trying to take away from... Since when? Since the take away from the great work that our afternoon show Striker and Klein did by figuring out a way to get Snoop Dogg added to the lineup of the K Rock Weenie Rose, because that's amazing mm-hmm. and I'm psyched about that. Right. But I mean, so I what's feel the like. Negative? Well, I just feel like a month ago, before the Weenie Rose even was announced, I feel like we were all up in Biscuit for Weenie. Like we were hardcore trying to make that happen and they shut us down. Yeah, I don't even know what to do with my tattoo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, management, Mr. Weatherby himself came to us and said, Cut it no, out. Yeah. no, we're not going to do it. And we're like, but it's going to be great. He's like, no, we're not going to do it. We've got the weenie roast. We're not going to do it. But then Stryker and Klein, they open their pretty little mouths. And the next thing we know, they're Ooh, they're making geez. making magic. Way to and miracles, ruin everything. Miracles happen. I just, uh, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I think I guess that's I've on mixed, us, Bean. I've mixed, what do you mean? It's on us for stopping. We've never done what Mr. Weatherby says before. Well, that's true. So that's on us. Well, they put it out there in the universe, as they say, and they wanted to make it happen. And yesterday the phone rang, and Snoop D-O-double-G was on the other end of the line. What up, dog? Snoop Dog. All right, Snoop, thanks for calling us. Let me catch you up on what's been happening here. It's been a fascinating 24 hours. Yesterday on the Dank Tank, someone suggested their idea was to get you to play the weenie roast. And we kind of like, no, that's never going to happen. But then once it was mentioned... Tons of people started texting, sending us messages, being like, yeah, get Snoop on the beach, get Snoop on the beach. That led me to playing you, Snoop, for the Striker 420 feature this afternoon. And then someone hit us up who works with you and says Snoop wants to talk to you guys today. So what's going on? Yeah, man, I mean, I'm trying to see if I can make it happen, if I can figure it out, if I can get on down to that Winnie Rose, you know, do a little something for y'all. It's June 8th. I think, I think I'm free that day. I think I may be able to slide down and ride down on you. Wow, that is amazing. This is going to become the best beach party, and this is crazy that we have you on the phone, man. So June 8th? 
We have you locked in. Is this official? Lock and load. Lock and load. You never know what happens when you put something out into the radio universe. You're not You're not like super high right now, and in 20 minutes you forget we had this conversation, right, Snoop? Oh, I'm very high right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect nothing less. So Snoop D-O-double-G will be at the, the Weenie at Doheny. Is that official? The Weenie at Doheny is official like a referee with a whistle. Oh, man. Snoop Dogg officially coming to the 2019 Weenie Roast. Get it, baby. Snoop, I think some people are going to be very surprised to hear you play in a K-Rock show. But even when Jimmy Kimmel uh, was hooking up Snoop with the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, he talked about how, you know, uh, he, he was out here at K-Rock. I mean, it, it seems like you got K-Rock in your blood, Snoop. Man, I, me and Jimmy and, and, uh, and Adam, all of us go back to K-Rock and Kevin and Bean, the whole nine, man. Quit playing, man. It's Snoop Dogg. I come from that area, man. You understand me? It's what we do. K-Rock is a part of Snoop Dogg. My name used to be Snoop Rock. Snoop Rock Ski before it was Snoop Dogg. This is breaking news. I can't believe this is happening. That is Snoop Dogg. He is Klein. I'm Stryker. And it is official. Snoop Dogg, June 8th, playing the Weenie Roast Luau in Beach Party. The return of Snoop Rock. The return of Snoop Rock, man. Thanks so much. We'll see you in a couple weeks. For sure, man. Appreciate y'all, man. One love. How many uh, how many times are you gonna get a chance to see Snoop Dogg and the Lumineers on the same bill? I mean, once I doubt ever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> along with three eleven silver set pickups, the Revivalist, Catfish, and the Bottleman X Ambassadors, Flora Cash, Smith and Tell, the Regrets, and unfortunately not Limp Bizkit. And Limp Bizkit. I mean, let's see, you know what? Let's just start announcing it every time uh, we read the lineup. Mm-hmm. Put, let's oh, just, just throw it in as if it's already happening. Yes, right? because look know. what happened with Snoop. We, it, I'm just saying, if we pretend, maybe we'll. It, It'll happen. You just it's, have to keep putting it out to the universe, it's you guys. It's the secret. We have it's to the use the secret. secret. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Okay, so. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Frontgatetickets.com, by the way. You can also go to kirok.com for your chance to win VIP passes and a hotel stay. This is going to be a fun day at the beach, y'all. You guys, I already have a vision board just of Fred Durst. Oh, right. To bring him into my life. Oh, I see. So okay. I will just expand the vision board and just put, like, hot dogs up there. and Like, other hot dogs, I mean. Um, <laughs> and it's going to happen. It's going to going to happen. Okay. You guys, biscuit for weenie. Biscuit for weenie. Biscuit for weenie. Biscuit for weenie. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. i just like to say that as opposed to the real presidential campaign that's going on right now where there's a lot of bickering over who should appear on which network and which candidates should be in the same room together, I applaud the three of you for coming together for this Zero Club town hall. I really, let's give it up yeah. for all three competitors yes. here. Yes. Uh, for folks who haven't been paying attention, Kevin is the founder and also a member of the Zero Club. But lately, he has uh, he's found himself uh, being challenged because yeah. he recently ran out of gas. Yeah, he's lost a step. Am folks. I going to be able to defend myself at the end or anything? Like, can this we make a, a statement? Hall. No, this is a town hall. You're going to get questions from people. Um, but I think they're allowed to make I'd a like statement. I'd like to at make an end. opening statement. Oh, this is going to be a nightmare. I'd like to make an opening <laughs> statement. All right, let me give out the phone number. Okay. If anyone, if anyone is thinking about voting for a candidate, either Kevin to remain as the president of the Zero Club, or the challenger who's very dreamy, Homar, if you'd like him to take over as the president, or the wild card third party candidate, Ruben, putting the fossil back in fossil fuels, you can call us right now to talk to the candidate of your choice at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. We're taking your calls. It's a Zero Club town hall. All right. Kevin, your opening statement. I was wrong. I didn't let people in because they ran out of gas. You know what? Flipping on that one. Mm-hmm. If you haven't run out of gas, you're not really committed to the zero club. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm at zero. Great. I win. And I'm going to go to the gas station. No, no. You have to run out of gas. That's what I'm saying. 
Quite a flip-flop. Wow. You're, Ladies and gentlemen, do you right? want to flip-flopper as president? <laughs> do, you, do you want wow. somebody who's sending you mixed messages as president? I think not. I think Kevin is uniquely suited to politics is what I think. As a result of this. Now, uh, Omar, please defend why you say you should you would disagree with the president and you say that you can't run out of gas and still effectively run the Zero Club. You cannot run out of gas. That's absurd. The, 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 the premise of the Zero Club and uh, the meaning of the Zero Club is to be zero miles to empty but still cruise into the gas station and get gas where I mean, you are not be a pussy and not push it. Sure. Jesus, hey, my God. I don't want to run out of gas. That's not that's not my jam. I want to be living on the edge as close to uh, you're nowhere near fields. the edge. You're oh. nowhere near the edge. Oh, hey, if you want to start another club, you can do that. Okay, <laughs> but run the gas club. I'm running for the presidency of the Zero Club. All right, uh, Ruben. Any opening remarks from you? Oh, sorry, excuse me, sorry. Ruben, any opening <laughs> remarks from you? Yes, yes, I got my uh, hearing aids in. I just yeah. want to let everybody know here that uh, I am the third-party candidate, the dark horse candidate. I'm also the Green New Deal candidate because my plan involves using no gas at all. <laughs> oh. Horse-drawn buggy, even PETA loves me. <laughs> Animal lovers everywhere, are, are they're voting for me. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. All That's right. a pretty strong opening statement, yeah, i got to be honest. Got, yeah. Do we have time to hear the campaign ads before we go to calls? Sure. All right, what is... One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. If you have a candidate for, if you have a question for any of the candidates for the Zero Club Town Hall, but first, here is Omar's ad. Yes, today I won. <laughs> I'm the winner. I won. That's it. I did well. Who did well? I did. Did you, Kevin Ryder? Did you really win? When you ran out of gas. Hello, Kevin Bean listeners. I am DJ Omar Khan, aka Homar. And I am announcing my candidacy for president of the Zero Club. Zero Club! The current president of the Zero Club has lost sight of what it is to be in the Zero Club. And furthermore, he has lambasted the Zero Club members when they have run out of gas. She's dumb. What an idiot! That's stupid. You dumbass. Just a bunch of idiots. <laughs> F you. Is that who you really want for president? <laughs> but, yeah, no! The Zero Club is about living on the edge, taking it to zero, but not running out of gas. Mr. Kevin Ryder has run out of gas. And folks, I'm here to tell you that me... Omar, I have plenty of gas. Not only do I not run out of gas, but I am constantly on zero miles to empty with my daughter in the car. Now, if that's not commitment to the Zero Club, I don't know what is. So stop being in Kevin Ryder's cult because he makes you do things like this. Let's give some love to Maroon 5. I will never ask you to give some love to Maroon 5. What a dick. So, Kevin and Bean <laughs> listeners, I implore you to vote Homar. And let's make the Zero Club great again. And I also have a great hookup for cocaine if you need it. Jeez. I do. <laughs> very, very compelling argument. In all fairness, he does. That's a very compelling argument. All right, Kevin, you did have, a, I think, a strong response to Omar's ad. F*** you, Omar. I'm Kevin Ryder, and I approve this message. <laughs> okay, that's my whole point. Thing. Short and sweet. Yeah. Short and All sweet. right. And uh, Ruben, who is a late entry into the candidate, but just under the wire to be eligible, our third-party candidate. Let's hear his ad. Kevin Ryder and Homar are not your only choices. There's also me, the third-party candidate, the Ross Perot of the Zero Club, old man Ruben. <laughs> if you're asking yourself, why vote Ruben? Well, let me give you this reason. I don't use gas. I still ride a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> It's what I was raised with, so I'm sticking with it. Also, who better to make decisions about fossil fuels than an actual human fossil? 
If I was able to start a fire in a cave with just two sticks for my family of Cro-Magnums, <laughs> then trust me, I can help you ride on empty. Kevin failed. Homar puts his daughters in danger. And I was close personal friends with Thomas Midgley, the man considered to have invented unleaded gasoline. We were born in the same hospital in 1889. So remember, there's an alternative choice when it comes to the Zero Club, and that's Old Man Reuben. You can't spell gasoline without old. Sorry, those are my dentures. My name is Ruben, and I endorse this message. All right. I voted now, yesterday, by the way, for old uh, man Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I even have the vote of the current president. <laughs> the incumbent nice. is voting for me. Uh, he definitely makes a good argument. All right. Your chance to uh, interact with the candidates right now. I want to start with Paul, please. He's in Atwater Village on line three. He's up first, and I think he has a question. Paul, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I have a question for Kevin. Yes, sir. Uh, my question is, why exactly do you carry a gas can in your car if you're confident that you can drive I, to zero? Without, oh, I didn't you know? have a gas can. Well, you said that, I recall when you you said that you had a gas can, you walked to the gas station. Oh, oh, oh yes, you, yes. I borrowed deal. the gas can and I had to leave my phone with the guy and I took it back and I filled up with gas and then I went back and got my phone. I want his email records. <laughs> Lock him up. Lock him up. All right. Thank you for the call, Paul. We appreciate it. Let's go to Chris Woodland Hills. He's up next. Line two, please. Hey, Chris. Hey, boss. I got a suggestion. Yeah. All right. I think that Kevin should be able to remain as king of the Zero Club in a ceremonial title, mm-hmm. and Dave should be prime minister. I, I like it. Omar. Omar, yeah. Dave I like Omar. that Dave's now involved. Omar, <laughs> o- Omar yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in other words, make make it more like a, a British system of government than the American. Which is the dumbest government ever. Yeah. yeah. We don't want none of that. Get yeah, out of here. Bean's Hang up on this guy. Used to it eventually. I, I think, I think what Chris is trying to, to do. Bean Chris does, is, you know what? Bean does have to get used to it. That's true. Chris That's true. is trying to get Kevin to save face a little bit by mm-hmm. still having Not a interested. title, but it would just be a ceremonial Not title. Not interested. Okay. Okay. Uh, you are you've been heard and rejected, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go to Vicky Long Beach up next. Line four one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. If you'd like to speak to any of the candidates. Hey, Vicky. Hi. So my question is for Omar. Go ahead. I'm wondering if what are, what's going to be your if someone runs out of gas, are you going to be quick to kick them out? Well, thank you, Vicky. I appreciate your uh, oh, question. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, I will not be quick to uh, kick you out because I want to nurture you and teach you the ways of the Zero Club. So I am an all-inclusive president. That is lovely. Yeah. Plus, so, he's got to hook up for cocaine. <laughs> so you're not trying to kick Kevin out of the Zero Club. He can still be in the oh. Zero Club under you, though. Absolutely. Yep. And with tutelage. Like, you want to help and, him. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I want to show you the correct way of being... A Zero Club member. Uh, Bean, can I read a, a, a concerning tweet that we got? Certainly. Uh, uh, thank you, Vicky. We appreciate the call. From Veronese, and she wrote, and this is something I thought of as, as a voter. Okay. Will Ruben live long enough to see the results of the vote? <laughs> oh, great and question. That is something I thought of. I mean, the uh, results are going to be at 9 this morning, uh, so he's you know he's got about 17 minutes. Okay. Look, I gotta, this, is, this is the Bernie Sanders question. Right. Yeah, at, what, at what point is somebody not electable because they're too old? Uh, from the 818, thanks, guys. Now we have either a flip-flopper or someone who endangers his kids. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, sometimes it's the lesser of two candidates. Uh, 562, Andy, I agree with Homar. The club rejects people when they run out of gas. I kicked my wife out of it when she ran out, and it was my fault she ran out. <laughs> Omar, <laughs> Omar. <laughs> 
Uh, Kevin and Bean, didn't Kevin make Bo Bachman the Zero Club vice president when Bo said it wasn't bad for the car? How is he involved? Like, why isn't he the next person who's up to be president? 100% forgot about that. Bo Bachman? <laughs> 100%. Didn't remember that at all. All right. Uh, how can we uh, how can we vote for you guys? What do we need to do in the next 15 minutes? You just go to krock.com, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a poll up there where you can vote for either me, Kevin, or Homar. They call him because he's hot, or Old Man Ruben. Yeah, All and right. then uh, we also had, uh, did some new uh, video campaign ads. Oh, we did, yeah. That you could go to our socials and, uh, yeah, uh, check them out and vote. They're high too. quality. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Kevin Ryder, we're writer or die. DJ Omar Khan, our zero hero, Old Man Ruben, putting the fossil in fossil fuel. You have 15 minutes to vote. Go to krock.com right now. We'll announce the winner next hour. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. And now, breaking news, boom. You guys, the yeah. election results are in. <gasps> it is. <laughs> and now, a breaking news, boom. Who should be the president of the Zero Club for the last 48 hours? You've been going to krock.com to cast your vote. Is it Kevin Ryder, the current president? Is he and still? Or is it the challenger, DJ Omar Khan? Or... Third-party candidate Old Man Ruben putting the fossil in fossil fuel. Final votes are in with over 3,000 tallied, by the way. (laughs) Which means a lot of our listeners are unemployed, but God bless you. With 66% of the vote... Kevin Ryder, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Ryder or die, and still, and the, still, the cult came out for him, man. <laughs> yeah, he just sent out the signal. Although he, I am going to be a new leader, as I'm not going to be so quick to make fun of people who possibly run out of gas. Look at mm-hmm. you. That, that, that can happen. Absolutely. Okay. A new so, sensitive side yes. to our leader, DJ Omar Khan. <laughs> a very strong effort for his first time ever running for the, uh, the the leadership. He had 24% of the vote. And then Old Man Ruben came in with 10% of the vote. He's just trying to change the system. It wasn't about his running. That's yeah. all it was. <laughs> and I'm just glad he didn't score enough to screw up the winner. That's what I was afraid of. He was going to Bernie Sanders this thing. And that didn't happen at least. So congratulations, Kevin. You get another term Thank as you. the president of the how long is the term, by the way? Do we know? Uh, until you screw up okay. again. Okay. All right. I think that's how it works. All right. 941. Time for uh, one final look at what's happening for a Thursday. Here's Allie. All right. So Sunday was the Game of Thrones series finale. I feel like we don't have to say spoiler alert anymore, but there are some people that did avoid spoilers. Right. And watched the show for the first time yesterday. One of those is the Weenie Rose very own Snoop Dogg. Oh, what? All right. And so I am going to say spoiler alert on this because if you haven't seen it, he is going to give some plot points. But um, let's just say he was left utterly shook. Oh, this bitch ass that killed the queen, cuz. I'm mad, cuz. Burn his motherfucking ass. Son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> I know I'm late. I don't give a f- I just got back home and I'm watching this f- game and throwing this f- pissed me off. This f- killed the queen, cuz. Motherfucker. <laughs> I think he speaks for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there you have it. His reaction to the <laughs> Game of Thrones season finale. But a lot of people still really, really upset. I think they should, they'll probably need to let it go at some point. Okay, but how about if they let it go after they get some counseling? 
Huh? Bark.com has stepped in. They're offering a special Game of Thrones counseling service. It promises to, quote, help bereft fans seek support and get the help they need to get through this tough time. Those who take advantage can book an appointment with the counselor for a half hour or full hour session. Starts at about 25 bucks. The mental health professionals will help viewers digest their feelings and interpretations of the show, nope. which could range from anger to confusion to sadness and grief. So work it out, you guys. I have a feeling there's bigger problems. You do? What? Yeah. Then that, I don't think bigger? it's just what? Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think really? it's stupid. Oh, oh, all right. Okay. Well, thank all you right. for weighing in, Rodney. I appreciate it. This was very interesting yesterday. A man named Dana Carvey stopped by Howard Stern's Sirius XM satellite radio show, and he brought up something that not a lot of people knew. And it's very interesting the way Howard Stern kind of got into it. He um, he kind of pressed him about his old SNL co-worker, also his partner in all of the different movies that they did together. I'm talking about Mike Myers. Mike Myers and Dana Carvey, kind of two names that are synonymous. They just go together. But they haven't really been talking all that much. So they brought up the fact um, that... Dana Carvey claimed that he was the first SNL member to do an impression of the show creator, Lauren Michaels. That, in turn, turned into Dr. Evil, which Mike Myers basically stole. Just stole. Well, he, he admits it's based on Lauren Michaels, yeah. But he didn't but he say didn't that, say oh, Carvey, by the way, no. Dana Carvey is no. the one that came up with this. No, that is a major plot point missing. Yes, so uh, pressed if he ever confronted Mike Myers about the alleged theft, Carvey said, never really talked about it. I talked about it to the therapist. There are a lot of moments in my life I wish I was more directly straightforward, but I've basically let it go. And then Howard Stern asked if he's ever picked up the phone to tell Myers that he's now forgiven him. Dana Carvey replied, I haven't done that. I will do it on a national radio show, though. <laughs> so very interesting. Interesting, it right? It seems like if anybody needs to pick up the phone and apologize, yeah. it would be Mike Myers. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, the, does, the, right? the Austin Powers films, that was a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't think anyone would care if he said, by the way, that character was come up with by Dana Carvey. I don't think everybody would go, oh, uh, I hate those movies now. The only right. thing Fine. I would become very offended by is if I found out Mike Myers didn't create Get In My Belly. Oh, that would mm. ruin Which, me. as we know, is the greatest catchphrase in movie history. Sure. Absolutely. Agreed. So inside the NBA host, Kenny Smith, and his model ex-wife have uh, turned pretty nasty in their divorce. Put him in my belly. Nope. Uh, <laughs> she filed documents with the courts <laughs> to garnish his TV wages Ooh. to pay back child support. So basically, um, she's going after the money that he makes from Turner Sports because she's owed that money and said, uh, here's what's going to happen. The order states that Turner Sports is to pay the money to the California State Disbursement Disbursement Unit, which then will Sounds pay sexy. it to her. I've got a disbursement unit. <laughs> and according to The Blast, she wanted to handle, handle this all privately, but felt like she wasn't really being heard. So I feel like if you then go to the press and say, listen, I'm going to garnish his wages, suddenly those wages might show up, right? Yeah, Kenny Smith gets paid. Yeah, they were married for 12 years, and they have two children together, an 11-year-old and a 6-year-old. So hopefully they work that out, because that's some uh, that's some good money that he's making there. And if he has it and hasn't paid her, maybe do that. 
Get in my belly! Again, amazing, amazing catchphrase. Absolutely. Some birthdays for you Maxwell, Jewel, Drew Carey, and from The Walking Dead, Carol, Melissa McBride. Hey, Allie. Yeah. Are you just going to do the whole show Uh and not mention World Turtle Day? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on, hold on. It's World Turtle Day. Turtle Day? This entire day has wow. been Today? Turtle Day. And yes. we're just now mentioning it? Yeah. Yes. Well, I didn't want to step on Allie's toes. Well, I felt at some point she would bring it up. I just say, you know my history with turtles. Well, it was a, it was an ugly breakup that one time. It but was good for a while, though. It, it was real good for a yeah. while, and I think the tape proves that. And I guess I think the tape proves that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh. <gasps> oh, God. Oh. Wow. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Smell it. And I, I guess the tape uh, proves that. <laughs> Good Lord. Hold up. Give me another minute. Oh, okay. yeah. You have to have the cursor in the right spot on we the file. We have to start doing things. I agree. Just make it look like we've got our act together right. here because we're all looking just really, really, really sloppy. Agreed. No, you know, that, yeah. that guy's right. But I'm, I'm sorry to bring up the painful memory of you and your turtle friend. It's okay. It, I'm it, just glad you had moments of our, our best times together. It is World Turtle Day, so congratulations. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening. Thanks, Ellen. You drive home today. Listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness. Me, SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning's Friday, so we've got Keep It 100. Plus, we got a pair of passes to the K Rock Advanced Screening of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and your tickets for the K Rock Weenie Roast Luau and Beach Party. Now with Snoop Dogg tonight. Snoop Dogg gets real and keeps it crackalackin'. <laughs> That's tomorrow. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.